Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Experience Points, your favorite all-queer cast podcast. Thank you all for joining us as we figure out how to respond to the curveballs our wonderful DM, Mew, throws at us. As always, we'd be tremendously grateful if you could take the time to give us a five-star rating on iTunes. It's one of the best ways to help us grow our audience, and it would mean the world to us. We're very excited to have a full cast again, a really interesting direction to take our story, and a big boost to our audio quality thanks to Punderdrum. We hope you're as excited as we are, and we'll also recommend us to your friends, community, and everyone. Our cast members are very busy creating fun content both at Experience Points and elsewhere. You can see a particularly amazing episode of Little Busters, episode 15, with both Britt and Kenny playing Tales from the Loop. It's honestly one of the most awkward and awesome listens you could possibly want. You can find the episode on Twitch user Nomedic's channel. That's G-N-O-M-E-D-I-C. This episode of Experience Points, our tribe heads off to the Burning Archipelago. We finish up some business, Eos gets to know her new crewmates a little better, and then Mew throws us the biggest curveball we've ever gotten. So let's get on with the episode 26, Walkin' on the Sun. Content warning. This episode contains content that some listeners may find disturbing or uncomfortable. We respect the experiences of all of our listeners and encourage you to utilize discretion. Please see episode description for more details. And now, today's episode of experience points. Greetings, adventure hookers, and welcome back to your favorite queer Starfinder Real Play podcast. I am your host and GM, Miu, and joining me today is our fabulous cast. Hello, I'm Kelric. I play Angus, a new captain. I'm Britt. I play Mordax, a very new to being anywhere but Absalon Station Yosoki mechanic. I'm Kenny, and I play Absco Cash, pilot and newly merited security officer and i'm steph i play eos the newly appointed chief medical officer and i believe we have a special recap from mordax take it away mordax's personal report volume one. Oh gosh <laughs> the engineering department that i'm now in charge of i know right uh mentioned to me that their previous boss recorded logs of all the important things that happened and well i don't want to be unprofessional but I also don't trust Jay, so I don't know how much I should say. Um, Jay. Right, I'm getting ahead of myself. Uh, Jay is, I guess, my new boss in the, are we allowed to say, Starfinder Society? Who hired me in Silverblade, and my new friends Angus and Absco to work on this giant ship with this really pretty but really scary dog lady, Eo. Um, but the best part is that the ship has this really cool AI named Bra, who is the best ever. Our first assignment, though, is to go to the burning Ar- arc of, I-, I can't say that word, but they all keep saying it just fine. Archipelago to meet with someone named Fuego. I'm really excited, but also a little out of my element. Things are just really different than on the station, and we don't have fast food. So I'm withholding my judgment. Mordax out. <laughs> you're out of your element. Doesn't Excellent. Go to a plane of fire, basically. <laughs> if you're out of your element now, just all wait. right. There's more. All right. So uh, where we last left off, you were on your way on the newly christened ASS Roseate. Uh, that's right. It really becomes the pink ass. Uh, you were on your way to uh, to the burning archipelago and uh, had just completed a team building exercise at uh, the captain's request. Still have another day or so before you arrive. What are you doing? Well, Eos 
is probably extending an invitation to Mordax for some tea, space chamomile, or the equivalent, <laughs> hoping that might help her nerves so that they could have a little chat. It's canon now. It is called space chamomile. <laughs> Contributing to canon. It's a special blend. It's a special blend of chamomile that's dried in the vacuum of space. You only yep. find it in the Tales of Comets. <laughs> uh, did your Important differentiation. Sort of like- calm this over to me or did you come knock on the door and personally invite me she probably calmed it all right just so so that um, she can have everything set up as fast as you can possibly imagine a mouse could get from the point where you know them to have been to your office you hear a a loud knock on your door come on in hi hi mordex have a seat all right do you like tea i have no idea (laughs) well give this a sip and she passes over a cup of prepared tea and let me know if you want any honey. Okay, so Mordax will take a sip and sort of try to hide, making a really scrunched up kind of bleh face. Do you have any sugar? Sure. And Eos hands her a little container of sugar with some a spoon. Mordax is just going to spoon just a copious amount of sugar <laughs> into this cup and stir and taste <laughs> more sugar. Stir, taste. And then at the point where you think the liquid kind of looks a little thick, Mordax will be like, okay, yeah, this is good. (laughs) Thanks. And Eos is trying not to look horrified and amused at the same time. Just kind of like, all right, your next time sugar water is what she's thinking to herself. I'm a hummingbird. (laughs) So I wanted to chat with you because we have a unique responsibility on the ship for Bra, who I'm sure is listening to us right now. Bra doesn't eavesdrop. (laughs) (laughs) I suppose Bra can't help it. You're kind of everywhere. Do you drink tea, Bra? Can you drink tea? What is tea? What is tea? (laughs) (laughs) It is a warm drink created by steeping leaves and herbs in hot water. That sounds disgusting. That sounds like medicine. (laughs) It can be medicine. It's sometimes disgusting, but I don't usually give that to people unless there's something seriously wrong with them. Inside Mordax's head is... Is there something wrong with me? she meant but i could totally <laughs> no. that's awesome so yeah um, i think bra's really neat i uh what did you have in mind well i learned when i was running some tests on bra that even when you separate out a piece of them they're still sentiently attached to it so i want to make sure that as we're kind of taking care of the ship we're both working together on that because Bra isn't just a computer system. They're also a living being, if any of that made sense. No, I mean, it makes sense. I, I mean, I, I've done a lot of, with, with AI, but, you know, Bra's got a lot of squishy bits and that just doesn't make any sense to me. So, you know, if you can make any sense of that stuff, then I can maybe try to work on the, you know, the computery bits. Yeah, and that's the computery bits that don't really make a lot of sense to me. So we balance out. <laughs> All right. What do you want to do? Well, right now, I want to make sure the shielding on the ship can protect them much as much as the rest of us from the heat and just making sure that we're taking that into account as we're making changes to the ship so that they are not negatively affected. Yeah, it'd be really nice if we weren't immediately going to be, you know, plowing into the sun to make those sort of experiments. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that would be ideal, but unfortunately, rarely get things handed to you that easily. 
All right. Well, I think we should get started on that. That sounds neat. That's what do you think, bra? Squishy bits. <laughs> Isn't he the best thing? He is. Bra spends the next hour just chanting squishy bits, squishy bits, squishy bits. Is that better than I like- huge? Through know. through the whole ship, you just randomly, <laughs> whenever you hear bra, you just hear squishy bits, squishy bits. Uh, I, I like to think that like a good amount of the crew like has like you know headphones on, like just <laughs> pretty much nonstop. I, I think the crew has started sleeping with earplugs. <laughs> I feel like if we were sort of a visual media at this point, we would we would end up cutting away to Angus and Absco. <laughs> See their reaction to the as with, with yes. just Bra's voice going squishy bits, squishy bits, squishy bits. I'd, if that were to happen, Angus would just look up briefly from whatever he's doing, sigh, and just go right back to work <laughs> because Bra is Bra. Yeah, we've, we've I like to imagine that's quickly. actually how Angus sighs. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to imagine that's actually how Angus sighs as he just goes, sigh. <laughs> I think Absco is just too tunnel vision to even, you know, start what they're doing. They're just kind of looking down. All right. Yeah, Absco, how are you liking the uh, the, the new ship? There's a lot to, to manage here. Yeah, so Absco, um, you know, started with A. Aaron Aronson, but, you know, they're, they're doing their <laughs> investigative checks on all of the new crew. But they're super interested in the new, the new senior staff because, you know, to date they had a cozy you know, crew of four people that, you know, they all had some shared ground with, you know, and hating Solomon and going through that experience. Now they're put on the ship with, you know, of senior staff and, you know, Mordex, who they're sort of comfortable with because they, you know, kind of fought together and they think they have Mordex sort of figured out. But Eos is completely new. So I think um, uh, Absco would do a little bit of um, reconnaissance, maybe maybe stalking. <laughs> <laughs> just Just a little light stalking. Light stalking, you know, stealthing into their office while they're working or hanging out in their quarters. <laughs> that is not right. <laughs> is not- well, the security officer has decided that the uh, medical officer may be a threat to security. Okay. Well, th- th- they don't know them. <laughs> okay. It's fair. So, Eos, it's what a- does your uh, what does your your cabin look like? What have you done with your with your quarters and your office? Her office is. Probably a little bit more homey than her quarters. She probably expects to actually talk to more of the crew there. So there might be some plants. Probably if she can manage a little fountain somewhere just so that they're in the middle of space. She's probably learned from experience having something that can ground people a little bit um, can be helpful. And it helps her because this is a very uncomfortable situation, you know, being thrown into the middle of being on a ship of over 100 people when that may not have been what she was expecting when the Starfinders reached out to her with this position. Okay, so your so your quarters are probably kind of Spartan and military looking. Yeah, not very. While the the office is made to be welcoming and okay, okay. Mm-hmm. So there you go, Absco. That's what you see. Okay, um, so they're doing their best to blend in. About twenty nine on the stealth roll. Well, damn. <laughs> <laughs> 29. Go ahead. I want everyone just to roll me a perception check. Just, just, let's see. <laughs> oh, so close. 27. <laughs> 24 for Mordax. Y'all are really good at perception checks. Sorry, I rolled two on accident. <laughs> ah, 22, first die on the table. Yes. You all 
almost see absco so like close. there's all all through like the day there's just like these little flitting shadows out of the corner of your eye like so absco's like just like up in the corner <laughs> spider manning <laughs> <laughs> so, so um, like blade only has a 10 <laughs> what does absco see eos doing in in uh, her office Probably going over some test results, coming up with some ideas for other like checks to do with bra, figuring, you know, with making sure to protect them and getting to know the crew's medical needs. I feel like if there's a point where she feels like she's being watched, because I vaguely remember Absco going invisible during the battle, maybe asking Ra where Absco is <laughs> or <laughs> just... Just on the off chance of she's feeling watched. Interesting. Is she being watched? Do you get any bonuses for your ocular implants? Well, that was going to be my next question because I don't know about bonuses, but it does give her ultraviolet and infrared vision. And I don't know if someone who is invisible would pop up on that. Okay. I'm not, so Absco's yeah. not actually invisible. Absco's mm-hmm. camouflage to match mm. the, the surroundings. Given the roles on here, I'm going to say that something about the way your, your naturally evolved stealth works, Absco, actually renders you just as stealth from UV detection, heat detection. <laughs> Uh, most scanners, like it actually puts out a, a, a small, almost undetectable field that helps suppress any uh, attempts at finding life signs and things like that, especially when you stand still. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not just visible light spectrum visual. Now, here's a creepy question. <laughs> she also has blind sense of scent within 30 feet. Ooh. You, you can smell Absco. So you know Absco's around. You can smell Absco, so you know Absco's around, but you can't figure out where he is or where they are. Yeah. You can't figure out where they are. Yeah. You can tell Absco's around. You recognize the scent, but you can't tell where they are. And and, I mean, Absco does have a musk, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So here's, here is my alternative to Absco. Eos is making herself a drink, not an alcoholic one, but maybe making herself some more tea. She makes another cup for Absco, puts that on the other side of her desk. And as she sit, settles herself, it's like, you know, if you wanted to get to know me, you could just talk to me. Stalking is a little rude. <laughs> Absco like kind of lets the camouflage drop and kind of steps forward and just says straightforward and, you know, in... My experience watching people tells a lot more than what they will say. I can respect that, but I can smell you from a good cross the room. So that might give you away in the future. Noted. I'll be a little bit more vigorous with my hygiene kit. (laughs) (laughs) No, Eos is just giving him a little information that she has a heightened sense of smell. (laughs) Absco sits down, uh, takes the cup of tea, takes a sip and, you know, says, this is some good space chamomile. You you make a good cup. Thank you. I worked hard on my herbalism. So you were approached by the Starfinders? Not sent by Abadar? Yes, I was approached. I have no connection to Abadar. I'd just been kind of going around piecemeal trying to find a crew for the last couple months. Hmm. Well, a crew found you, it seems. Yes, and when the Starfinders come calling, you don't really say no. (laughs) I guess not. I've been avoiding them for a while. They do tend to make sure you can't say no. Bunch of Boy Scouts. 
<laughs> All right. Spell. Well, I'll take you an offer you can't refuse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Absco kind of, you know, continues sipping the tea says, what do you hope to get out of all of this? Eos pauses for a moment, trying to decide if not to deceive them, but how personal to get. Mm-hmm. But, and she kind of covers that pause by taking a sip of tea herself before answering. Mm-hmm. You know, right now I'm just looking for a place. I thought the military was where I needed to be after I left my home world. And, you know, I kind of got a little bit of a shocking jolts to change my vision and who knows maybe the ship is the change that i need i want to see more of the galaxy you guys are a crazy bunch but it's Mm. entertaining at least well yes it is entertaining but um as long as you have our back i think that you'd make an excellent addition to our crew that's the intention i'm here to keep all of you safe well medically speaking that's fair we'll see how things go that's all we can do absco finishes the cup kind of puts it down and says, you won't have to worry about me skulking around. I appreciate the courtesy. Next time I'll knock. (laughs) Well, it's always open. And they leave. And they actually, like, I think they pull out their comms, like, you know, they're, they're, like, a data pad, and they, like, cross off a name. (laughs) (laughs) She pretends she Big exaggerated check mark, (laughs) basically. (laughs) She pretends she didn't notice that. (laughs) So at about this point, Angus would calm his senior officers and ask all of you to join him in his ready room, and George is included in that list. So I'd like the three of you plus George to show up. Are there any other senior officers we need to be aware of? Or are those roles just open for evaluation later? I think we're good. It is your ship, Captain. Whoever you designate as senior officer is senior officer. All right. So for now, we're just going to call in (laughs) the four people I actually know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Yeah. George. George shows up as soon as you call him. Hi, Captain. Uh, every, everything's good. How, how are you? I'm doing fine, George. Why don't you have a seat while we wait for everyone else to join us? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah. And then slowly all of you trickle in. And when you're all in the room, I think we should start. We're about an hour out from the archipelago. So I think we should actually have a plan for that to happen. I want to know, do each of you have a second set up to take over your stations while we go in to find this Fuego character? Mordax? Mordax gets this look on her face like... Oh, crap. I have already started failing at my job. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm still sort of, um, you know, analyzing all of them. I will have that decision immediately for you as soon as I get back there. Excellent. Absco? Yes, Captain. I'll, I'll, I'll be ready. Eos, you'll be joining us. So do you have someone to take over the mid-bay? Yes, I've per- already arranged that. Perfect. And, and, and I, I can find a secondary tailor. <laughs> Fantastic, George. Speaking of tailoring, how are you coming up on designs for our new uniforms? Mordax's face perks up. Well... George beams broadly as he pulls out a a, a box, opens it up, and lying inside are sets of uniforms custom tailored to each of you. It has the the, the general, the, the base is the gold and cerulean on gray, but then all of the insignia is done in bright pink with all the trim little trim pieces uh, aside from some some basic piping that's the goldenrod and cerulean are uh, done in bright pink. Okay. And he even pulls out where he has embroidered special uh, mission patches in bright pink <laughs> with the, the shape of the ship. 
that says ASS Roseate. There are many elements to this that I really like, but I do have a question. Is not the yeah, yeah, yeah. gray and cerulean a Starfinder thing? Oh, oh, well, that that's aren't, aren't we like a uh, undercover? One of, one of those ships. That's what everyone not wears. Oh no, 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 no. See, see, this, these, these aren't the 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 Starfinder. Starfinder. These these are the other. Starfinder people. Yeah. Are either of those good things for 18 or Eve to know about us being affiliated with? Oh, that's, that's, that's a good point. Okay, we'll change it, Captain. Thank you, George. If you can set that aside, uh, yeah. we'll go without uniforms and t- for this mission, and then when we come back, you'll take some time on that. Oh, okay, okay. Excellent. So you know where Fuego is. Everyone else... We're, we're going to go in and try to find this person to get the information. The other thing I'd like to talk about is I'd like to get your impressions from our team building exercise. How do you feel that went? Where do you think we can improve? Let's talk about that. I saw that coming. <laughs> <laughs> Could we have some sort of like like a code word that nobody else will know, but will know when you're about to do the cool pink sparkle thing? Mordax, I'm, I'm fascinated. I don't know, something that people, you know, probably won't say too much. I mean, if somebody's in the middle of a fight and then somebody just screams out, like, pineapple, nobody's going to know what they're talking about. And then all of a sudden, boom! But we'll get out of the way first. It's Um, glitter time, motherfuckers! (laughs) (laughs) I request that be what he yells. It's still a a free action. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, my face just got warm. I think we're ready. We've been on the ship for a little while. I think that I'm itching to get off of it, to be honest. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing a you know, real encounter for once. So, Absco's looking at what you wish for. <laughs> <laughs> Retcon, I regret that decision. <laughs> Too late. Uh, Absco looks at their list, and like, so they have two names, and one is Eos, and that's crossed off. The other one is A. Aaron Aronson. <laughs> so, <laughs> Absco's going to go to A. Aaron Aronson. <laughs> Who I believe works for me, right? <laughs> yeah, A. Aaron Aronson was, your, was an engineer. They're going to be a pilot now. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So we'll all do whatever has to. Hey, Aaron Aronson, just so you know, looks just like Tom Cruise from Top Gun. <laughs> In fact, he is just Tom Cruise from Top Gun. You <laughs> danger zone. Okay. I was just about to say those words. <laughs> he has to be. We we have that bond there, apparently. Danger zone. All right. <laughs> all right. Let's get. He said it out all out. All right, the ship drops out of drift space, and there on the view screen is the sun in all of its blazing glory. Now, if I remember correctly, Eos, you are a Serenite, right? Yes. You worship Seren Ray? Yes. Here you are. You are right at the sun. I mean, it is filling up the view screen. That's probably a pretty spiritual moment for you. It is. I haven't actually made the pilgrimage yet, so... Well, the question is, are you taking the ship in, or are you leaving the ship in orbit around the sun and taking in the shuttles? I thought we discussed it last time that we were going to be taking the ship in because we are terrified of it being whisked away. You can get the (laughs) ship to the the, uh, Dawnshore spaceport in Dawnshore, the largest bubble. 
Yeah. The central largest bubble. The ship heads right toward the sun. I will I'll roll. And I just know everybody on the ship, all the senior officers who've never been to the sun before, everyone's just sitting there like, oh my God, we're going to die. We're going to die. We're going to die. <laughs> you guys have been really, really worried about this. The the heat sensors are are rising. You know, you're, you're getting just at the point where the alarms start kind of going off and, and you hear bra, bra's chant of squishy bits is getting a little higher pitched squishy bits squishy bits squishy bits <laughs> and there's this ejection from the sun from the corona that washes over the ship and instantly all of the sensors drop and a plasma tunnel opens up in the sun hmm. what is that and you cruise uh just the, the, there's a mass like coronal ejection and and you're washed over the ship gets washed over with sun fire and then there's just an opening in the sun and this sort of buzzing plasma is all uh, in this tunnel just made of this buzzing electric plasmic field Beautiful. that creates it's like a force field that creates a perfect tube that i mean your ship is just about i mean almost too big for this tube but yeah you, you're able to go through this tunnel uh At you are contacted it by big. it was not <laughs> you're That's what it he fits said. trust me it fits <laughs> perfect oh god okay uh you're contacted by the Donshore spaceport who gives you directions and and guides you to a, a place you find yourself on a bustling docking at a bustling spaceport in the heart of the sun well actually not even in the heart of the sun you're only about a quarter of the way into the sun mm -hmm. but enough. yeah i mean there's there's it's hot it, you would think it would be hot but it's actually a nice pleasant mild balmy according you know like 80 some degrees outside according to your sensors guys successfully dock at the Donshore spaceport uh this you'll see that center bit is the Donshore bubble and the central piece is a huge cathedral dedicated to the worship of Saren Ray. It kind of so, looks like a huge uh, hub. Yeah, it, it's it's a huge hub with a spike going through the center and, and that central spike is this big temple to Saren Ray. It's a huge cathedral. Size-wise, how does this compare to Absalom Station? Uh, Donshore itself is probably about half the size of Absalom Station. But then branching off from Dawnshore, you can see all these different plasma tunnels with these uh, solar skimmers that take you to various different bubbles and different structures. Cool. cool. Yeah, uh, so Absco comms uh, Mordax, and uh, Absco says, I'm going to need to have you send A. Aaron Aronson to the bridge. He's the only other person I vetted for being a pilot. Oh. If you don't need him, of course. Well, I can I vet kinda, someone else. I really kind of picked him as my second, so I don't really think that I can leave him. Let him go. He's got to stay here. Is it possible he could do both engineering and piloting? <laughs> you know what? You while you're docked at the spaceport, <laughs> while you're docked at the spaceport, it is just possible that he might be able to handle both the engineering and the piloting <laughs> while you're parked. <laughs> you mean he's not going to be sitting there at the pilot seat like doing air drums? <laughs> Luckily, you know I've, I've actually got, you know, I have interviewed so many of them that there's definitely there's there's absolutely more that I could I could hand off to you. So you can have him and I will I will pick uh, somebody else from my list of, of my very long list of very capable. Yep, you can have him. All right. Right away. <laughs> well, what, what I can do is I can tell Mr. Aronson that 
if a problem should arise from engineering, that he can prioritize those tasks over piloting a docked spaceship. That works. Okay. So and is uh, B. Broderick Bronson the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the, the the new engineering head while you're gone? Yeah, Mordax just taps taps there and sends him over and just sort of randomly picks somebody else from the, the crowd and, and Eeny, meeny, instructs meeny, them <laughs> that they are to be in charge while she is temporarily there. Z. Zachariah Zendelhausen? <laughs> that guy. He looked real good. And I put Terralyn Pride. They're um, one of the new cat species people, whatever they are, in charge. I tell them to keep the shields up and the ship ready to go because we have, I don't mention that we have a history of things going south, but I just say <laughs> keep things ready because when we come back, we, we're going to want to act on this information quickly. Aye, Captain. <laughs> All right, so we grab George and the five of us take off. As we're leaving the ship, I do, you know, have a quick aside to everyone and just say I was looking over the schematics of this place and Abadar Corp has a very large showing here. So be careful what you say. No mentioning of the Starfinders. No mentioning of 18. If you're going to say something about Solomon, you should still keep it to a minimum. We don't want anything getting back to where we don't want it to go. Am I clear? Well, if we need any interactions with Abadar Corps, of course you know I have the in. True. But we don't want any casual talk. Okay. How do you all usually do this when you go on your adventures? Do you, do you have a sort of cover story? Or do you just say, you know, we're a, a roving band of adventure seekers? We stumble and fall on our nose a lot. But we yep, figure it's, it out. <laughs> it's usually by the seat of our pants or garments. How have you survived this long without a medic? Fabulously. Our old captain was a medic, I think. You sort think? of. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get going. Hello and welcome to the burning archipelago. Who said that? Are you here for business or pleasure? Pleasure. Uh, well, a little bit of both. Well, then, might I suggest the Brass Bazaar, one of the most fabulous marketplaces in the Pact Worlds? Thank you so much for your suggestion. You might also wish to visit the Radiant Cathedral. The oldest, no. Oh, yeah, no, that's basically just, yeah, you get the tourist package. Perfect. Oh, good. You could also go to the Church of, burning Mo- of the Burning Mother in Asana Town, the Lashanta Enclave. We're okay. Fine. George, yeah. can you please lead us to where we're going? Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, George that- will wave down a solar skimmer. Perfect. Well, was that and- like a, a person or like a disembodied voice? <laughs> Uh, you're not entirely sure. You're pretty sure it was like a, a, a billboard that you were walking past. Oh, okay. Okay. Let the Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy Mission commence. <laughs> getting some Mass Effect out of this. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, George gives them directions to a place in the Brass Bazaar. No convenience. You get there and you get dropped off. And George looks at you and goes, uh, All right, so uh, I'm going to find Fuego, but, uh, you know... He points out one of the buildings. He goes, right over there is the uh, uh, Plane of Fire Ambassador Embassy. Yeah, yeah, Embassy. Uh, That's that's probably the best place to meet. George, George. Uh, Yes, yes. (laughs) Where's the best food? Oh, oh, you you totally got to check out uh, uh, Terrence's Takayaki. It's it's the best thing ever. (laughs) Thanks. It's right over there. And then then we got... got, uh, uh, 
Mike's mochi. Yeah, yeah. You've never had sun mochi. It's awesome. It's like it's like hot but cold, but but spicy, but 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 cooling. Yeah. I don't think those things are supposed to go together. No, but but it's a, it's definitely a trip. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll meet you guys with uh, with fuego. All right. And George disappears into the busy market. Absco says our experience with local cuisine um, hasn't always been the best though I've a lot of things have to do about that it was a mistake <laughs> can we please move on all i'm saying is don't get anything that is supposed to be what is it living cuisine we're not on eox anymore <laughs> it'll be fine mm-hmm. first stuff just you know what you don't have to eat <laughs> why don't you chew, pick where we're going and just let's go Mordag uh, starts sniffing <laughs> Fire pops! Get your fire pops! Fire pops right here! What is a fire pop? I don't know, but perhaps we should find out. Eos just kind of wants to indulge Mordax a little bit. Maybe that would help Mordax's nervous energy. You know, Make up for the tea. Yeah, make up <laughs> for the tea. Know. Something sweet. <laughs> Alright, Mordax is going to look at Angus, sort of, are we allowed? <laughs> Mordax, I said lead on. Let's go. Alright! So Mordex goes over to where somebody's yelling about fire pops? Oh, yes. It is a... It looks like a popsicle, but then they dunk it in this liquid, and then they light it on fire and hand it to you. (laughs) (laughs) And you see see people people taking it and, like, shoving it in their mouth and just taking the whole thing on fire. I want to go to the taco place instead. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I wouldn't want to risk that with my fur either. Um... Yeah, yeah, let's go to the other place. <laughs> All right, so you can you can you can spend some time sampling the foods. It's very interesting. Uh, all kinds of different foods here uh, from all kinds of different planets. You can tell this is very much the the street foods. Terrence's kind of takoyaki is. I'm kind of picturing like when you go to Epcot Center and they have all of the different regional cuisines, and you're sort of walking around trying a little bit of everything from everywhere. That sounded kind of cool. Yeah, something like that, but like mixed with like a huge flea market. Nice. Mm. I I imagine Absco actually wanted to try one of the fire pops, but like, what percent chance is that it would trigger my dragon gland? <laughs> That's a good question. <laughs> Are you Don't okay? All right. So Absco's going to try it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do you want high or low? Always go high. Go high or go home. Ooh. All right. It tickles on the way down. <laughs> No, the the way it's done is is when you slap it in your mouth and and pull it out, you you get this. There, there's the heat from the fire for a second, mm-hmm. and then there's this cooling mint that just flows right over it, along with this this sort of sweet and tart taste. Mm. It's a very interesting with a little bit of like chili that leaves your mouth kind of kind of prickling. Mm. I want this to be a real thing. <laughs> Mordax right? looked at that, you know, sort of like biting her nails a little bit. And then when Absco didn't burst in flames, she just sort of like, yeah, still not going to do it. <laughs> yeah. Absco kind of looks down and says, I'm not really made of fur. That's a good point. All right. After your trip through the the bazaar and the time that you spend there after you spent a, a couple hours there you get a message from george with letting you know that he has found fuego and they are on their way to meet you okay let's head back enough playing around let's get down to business all right and so having enjoyed your couple hours of shore leave you head you're heading toward the uh elemental plane of fire which is uh, the the embassy for the elemental plane of fire which is built right near the the border for these plasma fields. Can I get everyone to roll me perception checks? 
Indeedy do. Can I just reuse the one I had before? It was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Silverblade first. Uh, 14. 13. Thank goodness for my species bonus. <laughs> All right. Absco with your with your 25, you get the feeling just a hunch, something in the in the movement of the crowd, that the energy, the the way things something has has kind of triggered your your perception. You go, you realize something isn't right. Yeah, you just so, get this this feeling like something's not not right here. Yeah, so Absco's going to start kind of looking around, uh turning their head and if they have a chance they're going to say something. Thing. So that they start saying, "Y'all, there's something not right." What? Maybe it's but the Mordax. You see George with a an Efridi, you know, standing next, standing, talking to an Efridi, just uh, you know, just up ahead. Mordax gets this sort of like wow look on her face, but then she remembers they're about to go on a mission, so she's got to have serious face on. So she just stone faces it. Um, what what kind of not right do I feel? <laughs> like yeah. That's what Eos was just going to ask. All right. So everyone stops and, and is talking to Absco. I, I think we're talking and walking. No. Yeah. I was just going to Absco said he pulled up. Oh, Absco. Okay. Okay. Cool. Gotcha. Oh, as soon I as need... Absco says something's wrong, Angus is going to say, stop. Mm. What are you okay. doing? Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. All right. Everyone, roll me reflex saves at a plus two. Thank you, Absco. Ooh. 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 Oh, well, that's not good. Okay. Well, that's an eight. All right. Both Mordex and Silverblade have 19s. Absco, just as you're trying to figure out what isn't right, you see it. Mm. Person standing on the street corner looking nervous, wearing a, a sort of out-of-place golden robes. Mm. And that's when you notice switch in their hand as they hit the button. Mm-hmm. And a huge explosion rings out through the busy, crowded street. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Uh, That is not good. Boom. All right, so seven damage, or 14 damage to Angus and Eos, and then seven damage to Mordax, Silverblade, and Absco as you are. Since it was an AoE, can I get zero? It is AoE, so you uh, you have evasion. Or yeah. the Starfinder equivalent thereof. Yep. Yes, you take zero as Absco manages to duck and cover. I picture him. Just as they realize this bomb is about <laughs> to go off. And yeah, just this huge bomb goes off. There's a sudden explosion. Uh, you're all thrown back as your vision and hearing begin to clear. Dust is floating through the air. You can hear the cries of wounded people, buildings falling. You can see fires burning. As soon as Eos is able to get back on her feet, she is making a beeline for the first person who is seriously hurt, injured, and kind of getting to work on stabilizing them because, you know, there's not much she can do in terms of finding the guy who blew them up. He's probably gone by now. So let's save the civilians. Uh, so the first thing right. Wardax will do is stand up and make sure that Silverblade is okay. Silverblade's taking crew. some bumps. Make sure that Angus's people are taken care of before they do anything else. And after that, calm to check on George. Yeah. There is um, chaos and pandemonium around you as you as you look around at your crew. But you see, you see Mordax standing up and checking out Silverblade. You see... Uh, Eos jumping up, you know, kind of shaking her head clear and looking around 
immediately as though looking for, you know, who to help, what to do, where to go. I think in the chaos, um, Absco, as soon as they're able to, they uh, stand up, they they stealth, and they start going through the crowd looking, looking for George. Okay, odds are you probably pretty. don't see Absco. <laughs> uh, maybe you do. I don't know, Absco's a little shaky. <laughs> <laughs> With the 16. To, to take no damage, so. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> a lot of stress going on. <laughs> Do we have passive perception here? No, go ahead and roll your perception. I mean, you can assume 10 being your passive. Hey, so if I they don't beat 10 things. plus your perception modifier, then I'll assume, you know, then you'll have to roll. Okay. I got a 29, Dang. so I'm pretty. Eos sees all the things. Great. Oh, yeah. 21. Eos, as your, as your ocular implants kind of come back to to working order. You can see the heat signatures from all the fires burning. You can see heat signatures from people trapped under rubble. You can see heat signatures from bodies that are quickly going cold. Hmm. Hmm. So yeah, you see in that moment, you see everything. You see the entire area and you realize this bomb took out, I mean, it, it caused damage over basically what would be several blocks. Did it do any damage to the solar tubes anywhere that we can see? Nothing within that you can see right away, but you're not, you know, right close to any of the tubes. But it's it was right up against the... You're, you were right near the plasma barrier, and you can see that the barrier seems to be more active at the moment. Like, you can see the, the plasma crackling across the surface okay. uh, wow. more actively, but it doesn't seem to have breached at all. That's do, good. Do we see, or does Absco see George or the Efridi? You don't see George. Oh no! Uh, you see a bunch of Efridi. You see a bunch of Efridi coming out of the embassy, which a lot of them are dragging people out. Mm. You know, dragging out other Efridi who have been injured. You see a number of what look to be armed guards coming out and quickly running through, trying to to figure out what's going on there. They're working quickly on the response. Uh, no. George is not responding to your hails. Hmm. Does, um, how about the ship? We haven't hailed them yet. Uh, the ship, re- the ship responds to your would uh, will respond to your hails. In the moment where I did the perception check uh, and saw the gold cloaked person, did I notice a species? Yes. No. Okay. I, I tell them there's been an incident. We cannot find George. I need you to do two things: try to locate and raise George, and do research on uh, factions of. People in gold cloaks here on the archipelago. All right, security. A Aaron Aronson is on it. <laughs> Eos is just going to look to Angus for a moment and ask Captain, "What do you want to do? We we have to help these people and find George as well in our contact." You work on triage here. I'll take. It looks like it looks around and sees Absco. You know starting his own investigation. I'll take Mordax and Silverblade and we'll see if we can find George. Everyone else stay in calm. Then I get on comms and reach out to Terralyn and say, Terralyn, make sure the ship is ready to go as soon as we get back. I don't want, any, if, if there's any more surprises like this, I don't want to be stuck here or have everyone die. Hi, Captain. Waiting your command. Eos, do as much as you can here to get people set up and, and started and then come join us as quickly as possible. Will do. Do not take long. If you need to call people from the ship to take over from for you here, do it. I'm hoping I can get people here rallied. I'll do okay. what I can. Okay. So then that leaves it to you to start your part. Okay. Eos, Eos is- you have just been in a bombing. It's probably Dead, not the first time. Wounded, 
fire everywhere. Yeah, that's what I'm. What is Eos's state of mind at this moment? Uh, I mean, this is probably pretty similar to the incident that took your eyes. Yeah. Ooh. Well, yes, it is similar. She's trying not to think about that. It's very all right. There are injured people. She's trying to see if she can find the center part of the blast to start helping to stabilize what are potentially any injured survivors that were near the epicenter of the bomb. Okay. First, give me a will save. I want to see how well you're dealing with this. Okay. Nice. Okay. 19. 19. You lock down into your military discipline. Like, you can feel the... I mean, because I, I feel like... Eos would probably have some pretty bad PTSD, especially in the moment. There, there was probably a moment and of <laughs> panic, of, of panic and and being flashed back. Uh, but you're you're very quickly you've learned how to shove that to the back, shove all the panic to the back to deal with later. Mm -hmm. uh, so for the moment, you're good. Give me hold on a second. Let me look. A survival check. Fourteen. Fourteen. Uh, Fourteen. Can I roll a you aren't sure. <laughs> Well, no, this is this is this is to see if you can trace where the center of the blast is. Gotcha. Uh, you're still not sure where the center of the blast is. You can't tell through the rubble where it, you know the general area it came from, but you can't pinpoint the center of the blast. So you start working your way toward there. Go ahead and give me your medicine check. I'm good at that. Hell yes, 23. Awesome. Nice. And finally, let's have you roll a diplomacy check to try to coordinate the rescue effort here with whoever you can get 13 13 okay you can you're you get running through here and i mean this is what you are trained for is triage and battlefield medicine a lot of the people you're yelling at to try to get to help you are in shock you know they're they're not really responding too well but you are able to begin triaging patients and administering the the battlefield medicine immediately and you as you're working you know that you are have saved several lives with what you've done so angus and mordax and absco you were looking for george yes yes yeah i feel like uh, after absco's kind of calmed the ship that they're, they're going to go and be with um angus and mordax okay so you know where they were fuego and george so go ahead and I assume that's the first place you guys would head. Mordax can lead us right on over. All right. What do we see? Well, you get over where you get over where they were and you see an Efridi look up there lying under a bunch of rubble. It's George. Mm. How bad Aww. look? George looks pretty bad. I'm going to roll it's a freezing, medicine check. But just, yeah, go ahead. That's oh, a natural 20. Come Absco, Absco immediately starts checking the vital signs on George. George is alive, but just barely. It seems he has sustained severe burns, collapsed lung, several broken bones. Uh, yeah, Absco's going to do what they can to start stabilizing George. And, you know, as they're, they're working, they're going to, you know, relay all of this. And that is all the time we have for today. Oh, so... <laughs> poor George! Jeez. So... For experience points, I'm your host and GM, Miu. You can find me on Twitter and Twitch at MiuPlaysGames. I'm Kelric. You can find me at EQPoints or my personal account at Cormalon. Oh, I'm Britt, and you can find me at Atomic Firebird. 
I'm Kenny. You can find me on Twitter at PunderDrone. I'm Steph, and you can find me at Luna Starwind. And we will catch you next time. Bye. 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 Bye.